What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Vision Quest Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and on this show, we love to talk about music, tech, and culture with artists and creators who are making positive waves in our community. In this episode, our special guest, he's an LA-based composer, songwriter, and producer. Apart from band projects like the electro-pop outfit No Carrier, his music can be heard in the iPad game Alien Tribe 2, award-winning short movies like Intervention, Cat Dex, Inkasi, and all over TV shows on ABC, MTV, Fox Sports, and more. He's also running his own music library called Counter Communications. All of the music that you're hearing in this episode, including this one, is from his library. Please welcome Chris Weirsig. Thanks, Philip. So mixing music is quite often a thing of personal taste. And while some like to have crispy highs and maybe loud hi-hats and cymbals, uh, others prefer a more bassy sound. But it still might be a bit muddy or muffled or too tinny. So I've compiled five quick mixing tips about frequencies, panorama and air that can help your mix. First, let's talk about frequencies you don't need. The job in mixing is to clear frequencies on your channels and humans don't really hear a lot below 20 hertz. So you definitely can get all that stuff out of your mix. It's there, but you don't hear it. And despite you not hearing anything below or further below 20 hertz, the, the information is still there. So the speakers need to move a lot for something you don't even hear because it's very, very deep frequencies. And that can already make your mix worse than it needs to be. You can just do this with EQ or a filter on your master bus. I usually filter most channels apart from the really deep sounding instruments uh, with the low EQ at around 100 hertz and below and, and just filter it. You, you'll have to see if you filter all of it or just do a little roll off. And with high instruments, you might also want to do the same thing even with a, with a higher threshold. Just listen to the solo channel to determine if it's too much that you're filtering, because although it's a high-frequency instrument, the lower frequencies might add to its distinctive sound. So if you take away too much in, in the deeper area, even if it's a very high violin, uh, it might not sound right anymore. And the same goes for the other end of the spectrum with some deep sounds. You might not need the high frequencies, but be careful here as well, as you might take air, and we come to that later, out of the, of, of the sound so that it sounds muddy or muffled. If that's the case, keep the higher frequencies, even if your bass plays way down below. Also, bass instruments tend to sound muffled easily. But there's an easy cue for that. You just cut the frequencies around 135 hertz a little bit. And you can play around with the center frequency and the, and the cue value. In my experience, 135 hertz works most of the time. And that will make the sound a bit brighter without losing the, the bass. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
Let's go on to the second one, which is the general EQ, as I call it. I personally tend to rather cut frequencies in mixing than to boost. Boosting is not necessarily bad if you want to make some certain frequencies shine, but it often can bring up a lot more in the boosted frequencies than you'd wish for and making the overall sound worse with that. Especially when you do this in a lot of channels, then you might add a lot of noise to the mix. Quite often you can get the same effect by cutting the frequencies you don't want or need in a certain instrument or sound, so the desired frequencies stand out more. And if your mix is a bit too wishy-washy, try boosting between 2 and 8 kHz a little bit, but be careful there, this can make it sound too cutting pretty quickly. So let's move on to the two instruments that often get in trouble with each other, kick drum and bass. All the instruments live in their respective frequency spectrum and usually they don't interfere too much, which is a good start. But um, there's another trick you can use, especially when it comes to kick drum and bass, that's the panorama. And I like to use that a lot. So both instruments keep all their frequencies that you want in them and you can just spread them out in the in the panorama. Think of a, a traditional rock band. There are four or five people and they they won't all stand in the same spot on stage. The, the kick drum, for example, is pretty much in the center usually with the drum kit, but the bass is not always right in front of the drums. So use this in your mixing. Mix it like you're seeing a band or an orchestra on stage. There are a few center members, like the vocalist or drums or a solo instrument, and the others spread out on stage. Same here for, for the full drum kit. The kick drum is pretty much in the center. The hi-hat and snare are slightly to, to the side, and toms and cymbals are spread out a bit more. If you like, you can get pretty bold here and spread them out more than a real drum set would be. That might give a good effect and also give you some space in the mix. And then you'll have other instruments to the left and right of these centered elements, and maybe some very far to the left and right even. So coming back to the bass and, and kick drum problem, if you move the bass slightly to the left or right of the kick drum, that already separates these two notorious problem kits a little bit. So you might not have to cut any frequencies too strongly or, or sidechain the bass with a, with a kick signal. So on to the last one, and that's this ominous air that you might have heard about when, when mixing songs. It's still a bit of a strange concept, or for many people, kind of a well-kept secret. Air means the very high frequencies that can make the mix more open and can add a spatial sense. I usually add air in the master bus, not on the single tracks. Uh, using a shelf EQ at around 16 kilohertz and, and maybe above, boosting it slightly depending on the song or, or the music material. Some songs can use a lot of air, some tend to sound digital and hissing very quickly. So once again, you just need to listen and, and see what feels better. And uh, also if the mix is a bit muddy, boost the frequencies around 8 kilohertz a little. Again, if you overdo it, it might be too hissing, but that can definitely help a muddy mix. And the last one, make it quieter instead of louder. 
It's a short and easy, simple trick, but people tend to forget it. I mean, I'm guilty of that. If some channels don't get through in the mix, the first reaction is, is often to make these channels louder. But most of the time, it's actually better to make everything else a bit quieter to get the balance right. So these are five simple tips. I hope they're, they help you in your mixing. Thank you for listening and thanks, Philip. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please support our podcast by donating any amount that's in your heart. It will help us sustain future episodes as well as support the artists and creators that are on this show. And if you enjoyed the music in this episode, please show some love and follow Chris on Spotify and social media. I'm Philip from Vision Quest Sound, signing off. Mm-hmm.